think of the image of someone just holding their, their child just, just very near to them, very close. How, how I just love to, to hold Micah sometimes and just hold him real close to me. And sometimes he'll just, he'll just melt there. You've got to think that that's, that's the image of, of us in your arms, that you just, you just hold us that tight, you hold us that close. I know when Mike is in my arms like that, it's just like I used to feel, God, when I was um, his age in my dad's arms. And it's like nothing could touch me, nothing could hurt me. I was in a safe place, just um, protected and loved, watched over. God, we, we find peace when we walk with you like that, when we live with you like that each day. And I just pray that in these next moments you would help us open up our hearts to, to that kind of a walk with you, that kind of a relationship with you, that kind of a clinging to you, that kind of a dependence on you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can grab a seat, if you would. We're trying to, uh, in these next couple of weeks, just as we hit, hit into the uh, you know, Christmas season, just to talk about what are some of the kind of the major themes or major things God wants to say to you and to me that maybe we're a little bit more open to or aware of this time of year. One of those that we just want to talk about today is the whole idea of, of peace and not uh, like peace in the Middle East or, you know, peace between people, you know, who are angry at each other, but a peace that's in, in you, a, a settledness that's in you, a, a quiet confidence in your God that's in you, this, this kind of a quiet faith and the faithfulness of God that is in you, that's at the kind of the core of who you are, that settles you, that, that gives you a, a, a restful spirit, that gives you a, a quiet confidence no matter what your circumstances are. Because how many of you had some messed up circumstances this week? Any of you have any stressful things going on? Anything that was just like, ugh, going, I had some of those. Anything unexpected happened that was like not a good unexpected? Yeah, some of you might got like an unexpected, like, I got a $20,000 Christmas bonus. Well, that was a good unexpected, but like the bad unexpected, you know, those things happen. And it kind of rocks the circumstances in our life. And the deal is we can either let the circumstances of our life determine how we feel and how we react and kind of how we do life and how we react to other people. Or there can be something that's much deeper than just reacting to circumstances that's inside of us. It's this, this confidence in our God. This confidence in our Father, this confidence that, yes, I'm right there in His arms. And nothing gets to me that doesn't first pass by Him. Nothing gets to me that is a surprise to Him. Nothing gets to me that He hasn't already gone ahead of me and, and prepared the way for me to enter into. And that type of just a, uh, I don't know how else to say it, just a quiet confidence in God. That's, that's the peace. That's the kind of peace that Jesus Christ came to bring to you. That's the kind of peace the angels were singing about and rejoicing over when they said to the shepherds, you know, peace on earth, goodwill to men on whom his favor, the favor of God rests. That we are these people who the favor of God rests on us. So there's peace that's available to us, this quiet confidence in life, no matter what the circumstances are that we just kind of walk in and, and live with and, and kind of do life with. All of the time. One of the things that Joseph was told as, as, as you know, he would raise Jesus as he's 
preparing and, and you know, Mary is, is going to have the Christ child and, and Joseph is going to be you know, raising the Christ child. The angel you know, appears to Joseph and one of the things he says is, hey, this name of this child, the name of this baby that's going to be born is Emmanuel, which means God with us, that God is, is actually right here with us, that you used to be separated from God because of your sin and your bad mistakes and your bad choices and bad decisions and all your regrets, that all of that used to separate you from this holy God. But now, holy God is right there with you because of Jesus Christ, because he paid the penalty for that sin, because he paid for that on the cross and your sin no longer has to separate you from your God. God can be with you. And as we talked about in the Breathe series a few weeks back, God's not only just with you and kind of walking beside you and with you in life, He's actually in you. His Spirit actually lives in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You don't go to church, to, you know, the Spirit's not at Crossroads or some other church. The Spirit is in you. It's not about a building, it's about He's in you. So this God, this God is this, this creator of the universe, this all-powerful, this God that is so amazing in what he can do and what he can create and when what he maintains and what he watches over and what he sees. This God who is all-powerful but at the same time, you know, all-loving and all-compassionate enough to care about you, care about me, care about what we're dealing with, care about our circumstances. That God, the spirit of that God is with us and actually lives in us if we are followers of Christ. Now, here's the deal. If that's all true, if that's who God is, if that's who God is, if that's what God is like, and that God lives in me, then there is tremendous potential in me to have peace in my heart, to have that quiet confidence, to have that stillness, to have that faith in the faithfulness of God, no matter what my circumstances are, no matter what the enemy throws my way, no matter what life comes my way. It's not a surprise to God. He's already seen it coming. He already has gone ahead of me to face it head on. He's already prepared the way for me to go through that. And my life is in his hands. And when I know that and he's in me with all that power and all that love and all that creativity, that's all in me. I, I, can, I can go through, no matter what life throws my way, all those circumstances with a sense of peace, stillness, quiet confidence in my God. Now, I mean, I wish I could tell you, but those of you who know me know this isn't true. I wish I could tell you I always get that right and that I, I don't get stressed out and that I don't, uh, you know, ever worry about stuff and that it always just clicks just like this. I'm like, oh, God knows what he's doing. Don't worry about it. And, uh, you know, it, <laughs> I don't always get it right. But I'm getting better, I think. Um, I think I'm getting a little bit better at that. And at the same time, I, I'm not walking around and, and somebody just, you know, you know, breaks her leg, and like, that's okay, God's with you, you know, I'm glad you have a broke leg, you know, and I'm thinking, glad it's not me, but, you know, but I mean, no, I, I mean, I, I, I understand, yeah, there are problems, I'm not denying there is tremendous tragedy, tremendous darkness, tremendous problems in the world, tremendous problems and tragedies even in your own lives that many of you are wrestling with right now, and hardship, it's not to deny the reality of that, it's not to say, just go pray about that and get better, and, and you know, it's not, no, it's to, it's to weep with those who weep, and mourn with those who mourn, and have compassion where compassion is due, to do what I can to make a difference and engage in those circumstances, and to, you know, leverage whatever gifts and abilities I have to try to, to help other people, I mean, I'm all about that and all for that, but in the middle of all of that, you know, it's not denying their problems, not doing anything, it's not, you know, in the middle of all of that, there's this 
quiet settledness that God wants us to have in our spirits and say, you know what? Um, I don't have to fix all of this. I can't control all of that. I don't need to try to control all of that. I don't need to be so reliant on me. He wants to wrap me in his arms. He wants me just to be reliant on him, restful in him, peaceful in him. Uh, just, you know, a couple of things just in the last uh, 24 hours, man. I mean, we, uh, we had a wedding here, supposed to start at 4.30 yesterday. And, and it's, you know, I, I usually don't like weddings late in the day because you know, there's a lot that has to be done after the wedding to get this place ready for today. And, uh, but this wedding was supposed to be at 4.30, and one thing after another kept happening, and it ended up being like 5.15 or so. And finally, you know, this wedding gets going, and it turned out to be a beautiful wedding and all that. And it was really cool. But, uh, you know, we had this baptistry we borrowed from Life Church over in Carlos. And uh, Bobby let us use this thing. And one of his guys built it. And uh, I was like, man, that's really nice. And so we had to unload it and get it in here because they didn't want to get, like, married in this thing. And so <laughs> I was like, hey, how about this? We'll baptize you and marry you at the same time. Boom, it's all covered. And uh, so anyway, two for one special. But uh, anyway, they didn't want to do that. So, uh, so we had to wait till the wedding was over to bring this thing in here. And that meant, you know, last night we had to fill it up and all that stuff, supposedly. But as we were unloading it, me and Lucas, the big tall guitar playing dude over here, as we were unloading it last night, um, we broke it. And, I mean, we broke it bad. We sheared off the drain on the bottom. We just sheared it off at the flange. It was gone. And, uh, and, and I said, Lucas, there's supposed to be some valve under there. That dude said, make sure we shut the valve so the water doesn't drain out. Do you see a valve? He's like, I see a hose, but it's going that way. I'm like, there's no drain that way. And so I looked down, and like, sure enough, the hose was going that way because it was busted, and it was all the way hanging out this end. And uh, so we flipped it up on its side right here, and I uh, got to looking at it. It's like, this is, this is bad. And uh, one of the guys, Mark Primo, who was here for the wedding, he, he does that stuff for a living. He looked at it, and he said, that's bad. But he said, I think you can get the parts at Lowe's. And so I went to Lowe's, and they had every part but one. They said, you can't get that here. That has to come from like a specialty store. I thought, what is a specialty store? And uh, so, you know, he said, but I think, I think maybe you can take some epoxy and fix it. And uh, you do this and make a snake and make sure you wash your hands and all this stuff. And I said, okay, whatever. And so we got that and some plumber's putty and I bought all the other parts just in case it might work. And brought it back up here and Mark came and met me back here and, and put that whole thing on there. And, and this morning I come in, you know, like at five, I came in early. I didn't brush my teeth, didn't shave my face, nothing. Just get the church. Because, I mean, I didn't know how long it would take to fill this thing up with water. And I knew we needed to get it warming up as long as we possibly could, right? So, um, but this, we had, by the way, y'all didn't know we had this. This is a, this is a little water heater upper right here. It's a, this thing. And what we were going to do is after we baptized them, we were going to brand them. <laughs> Go live for Jesus. You are now Mark. But uh, anyway, but nobody wanted to do that either. So I don't know. People wouldn't cooperate today. And uh, so, so anyway, so we had to fill it up and start warming it. So this morning I get here at 5 o'clock, and this thing's flipped up on its side. I don't even know if it's going to hold water. We're just hoping and praying. And, uh, and, and I flip that thing back down, and we start filling it up. Now, here's the deal. I didn't, I didn't plan for any of that. I had enough going on yesterday with that little kink in the, you know, happening yesterday evening. That, you know, that wasn't a good scene. And, uh, but in the middle of all that, I mean, as soon as I'm looking at it, like, I realize I'm looking like, that thing is really, it's broke, and it's not like I can screw it back in. It's broke, 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 really bad broke, and, uh, and there's a lot of water pressure pushing down on that drain, and uh, so, I mean, as soon as I realized that, I had a decision to make. I can either, like, you know, launch out and blame Lucas, like, Lucas, what are you doing, you know, and, uh, or I could blame me and, like, oh, man, you're such an idiot, and, or whatever, or I could just get all mad and stressed out. We're just canceling baptisms. Gordon can wait. He can get baptized some other time. Who cares, you know, and just call Gordon, you know, or, or, or I could, you know, just, just think, I, okay, God, this doesn't surprise you. 
you know, if there's a way to fix it, please give us the wisdom to figure out how to fix it. And if, it, if you want people baptized tomorrow, then we'll do all we can to be ready to baptize people tomorrow. And thank goodness, one out of 100, I get it right. You know, that, that was the deal. And I said, you know what, what, what do we got to do to get it fixed? We have to go to Lowe's. Okay, got to go to Lowe's. You know, I had to go home first and get tools and then go to Lowe's. I live that way and it's five miles and then go to Lowe's and then come back. And, but you know what, we got it fixed. And it was, just, it was just quiet confidence that God knows what he's doing. If we don't baptize tomorrow, God understands that. He's got that. No, no big deal. Okay, now that's a little example. A little example. Um, three years ago on March 27th, actually the 26th, Friday night, I'm at Johnny Carino's and I'm having... Supper with my wife. We're on a nice little date night. And we're having some Johnny Carinos, and we're getting ready to order some dessert. And uh, my phone rings, and it's one of my sisters. And she says, Terry, Dad's been in an accident, and it looks kind of bad, but she wouldn't tell me how bad. And she said, I, you know, you need to get to Shreveport as fast as you can. And I said, okay. And uh, so uh, I said, Sharon, I got I to gotta go. We got we to gotta get moving. And so we headed home, and I got, uh, you know, packed up as fast as I could, just grabbed a couple little things. And hit the road for Shreveport and driving up there. I mean, I just had a sense even before we left the restaurant. I remember telling Sharon, I said, Sharon, you know, I think this may be, this is, this is, this is really bad. I think this, is, this may be it for my dad. I mean, I really think this is a bad one. And, you know, and you just think, well, an accident, you know, you know, my mom had broken her arm the week before in an accident. But I just, something in my spirit said, this is going to be, this is, this is not good. This is going to be really bad. And um, driving up there, you know. You know, constantly waiting for phone updates, in and out of signal range, and you know, and, and I got a couple updates, but nobody really told me what the deal was, which just scared me. And there was throughout that whole deal, uh, and a lot of that came through what I saw God doing in my mom. Throughout that whole journey of, of losing my dad that night, um, this this settledness and this peace that God was with us, and that God was in us, and that somehow, even though this made no sense, it made no sense. That somehow God was going to take us through all that, and somehow, and I still don't see all this happening yet, somehow God was even going to work some good things out of that. It was just a, a quiet sense that this is, this is going to be all right. It helped a lot to see it in my mom. I saw it in my mom as soon as I got there, and still see it in my mom, even though since then she's faced cancer and some other stuff, you know. Um, still see it in her, still blown away by her faith. But it's just that, that quiet settledness, that quiet faith in the faithfulness of my father God that he's gone ahead of me in this and he's not surprised by this that he will be with me and in me through that if you think about that I mean that doesn't make logical sense does it I mean it doesn't make sense to get news like that and have any sense of peace it's not logical to have a lot on your plate and shear the bottom off of that thing, the drain off of that thing, and know we have a service coming up in like, you know, 11 hours or whatever, and people really don't want the water to be that cold, because we couldn't fill it up till this morning, or we couldn't warm it up at all till this morning, and it, it didn't do much of anything. Um, you know, it doesn't make sense. How do you, how do you have peace through that? It's, it's, it's not something I think that's really within our own nature and our own ability capable, you know, we're not capable of it, but it's something that God does in us is his spirit is in us i, I want to read to you a scripture from philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 paul who was a guy who understood hardship paul was a guy who understood what it was like to be beaten and left for dead he knew what it was like to be shipwrecked and and everybody else is saying we're all going to die we're all going to die and some did but he walked away 
I mean, he knew what it was like to go through hardship after hardship after hardship. He understood tragedy. He understood difficult crises in life. He understood all that. So Paul, who's going through so much and is actually under house arrest awaiting trial in Rome, where he would die for his faith, Paul writes this letter to these people in this city called Philippi. And we read it in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. And this is what he says. He says, do not be anxious about anything. <laughs> I'm like, don't be anxious about that. Don't be anxious about the phone call you just got about your dad. And don't be anxious about this financial thing. And, and he's not saying be lazy about it and be in denial. He's just saying you don't have to be consumed with worry. You don't have to be consumed with fear. You don't have to be consumed with anxiety because you think you have to fix it and you have to control it and that your little perfect world just been turned upside down. He says, you don't have to be anxious. So he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, big stuff, little stuff, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I just lay that down to God. Say, God, this, this is yours. I give it to you. And it's interesting, he says, with, with you know, prayers and petitions, you give these things to God. He says, with, with thanksgiving, you do that. Like, why do you throw that piece in there? See, when you, when you thank God, even in the middle of tragedy, you're acknowledging that, you know, God, you're God and I'm not. God, I don't understand this. I wouldn't have drawn it up this way. And this isn't the play I wanted to run. But God, I trust you. So I just give you thanks anyway. I don't understand it. I think I might do it differently if I were God. Maybe not. But God, I, I just, I say thank you. I give you thanks in the middle of all this. It's an expression of that surrendered heart. It's an expression of that, that faith and the faithfulness of God. It's an expression of that peace that's inside of you. That still, quiet confidence that no matter what the circumstances are, I don't have to be consumed with anxiety. I don't have to be wrapped up in all of this junk of saying, i got to fix it now. I can instead just take a deep breath and say, you know what? God's not surprised by that. God's gone ahead of me in that. God's with me. He's in me. I can have peace that God's going to be with me and take me through this whole deal. So he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, the peace of God, the, this peace that doesn't make sense, this peace that anyone else would look at and say, how could you have peace? I remember asking my mom, Mom, you just lost Dad a year ago. Almost a year to the day, you find out you have stomach cancer, and, and that's not a good thing. And typically people don't, I mean, that's, that's usually real bad real fast. And, I mean, and she had such peace. And I, Mom, how, could you, how can you have that kind of peace? And she said, Terry, I figured out a long time ago, my life's not my life. It's in God's hands. I can't control all this. I just, I just leave it up to him. I don't have to worry about it. Let him worry about it. Well, that's, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> now, that probably didn't just happen like that. I'm sure it was a lot of life circumstances and a lot of journeying to get her to that place in her heart. But it's just that quiet, settled stillness of peace. doesn't make sense. Transcends understanding. But it's available to those of us who are followers of Christ, who each day just surrender and say, God, wrap me in your arms. God, you go ahead of me. God, just help me. When that happens, help me to trust you. When that happens, help me to pray, God, where are you in this, and what do you want me to do? God, when that happens, help me just not to react in my own self-reliance and my own desire to control this and fix this and make this go my way. 
help me instead, God, just to step back and take a deep breath and say, okay, God, what are you up here? You know, what are you up to here, and what do you want me to do? Help me make, make just the, you know, the next wise choice in all of this. God, help me just to not take a step until you lead me into that. Help me, God, just to rest in that peace that doesn't make any sense. He says, as you do that, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That peace will guard your heart. It will guard your mind. See, my heart took a big hit when I lost my dad. Big hit, right? There's a peace that guards my heart, though. Because while I lost my father, my earthly father, my heavenly father was with me and walking with me through that. I'm like, God, what's going to happen to my sisters? They rely on my dad so much. God, what's going to happen to my mom? She needs her husband. She needs him there with her. You know, God's like, don't be anxious about that. Pray about that with Thanksgiving. Leave that up to me. I will guard your heart. I'll stop you from going nuts with all this. I'll guard your mind because you don't have to try to fix it all the time and be all stressed out and anxious and getting ulcers and trying to, I got to make all this happen. And you don't have to be consumed with your heart just being smashed and broken and I'll never be able to do anything effective again in life. No, God guards your heart and he guards your mind with that peace. A peace that just doesn't make any logical sense. See, that peace is part of what Christ came to bring to you that first Christmas. I think that's why the angels are saying, peace on earth, goodwill to men on whom his favor rests. That's why he was called the Prince of Peace, wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace in Prophet Isaiah's words about the coming Messiah. He would come to bring that kind of peace, not peace, Jesus said, that the world gives you, but he would leave you with a peace that is totally different. It's a peace that just comes from a relationship with God. Settled quietness in your heart. The faith in the faithfulness of God. No matter what the circumstances of life might be. And my prayer for you, my prayer for us, this Christmas when we tend to be even busier than we normally are, is that we would just stop and take a deep breath and just learn to do that when those circumstances pop up that kind of rock the peace in our world and say, God, okay, what are you doing? Help me, just to, help me, God, just to rest in you. And before I try to fix it, say, God, I believe you're with me in this. In fact, I think you've gone ahead of me in this. It doesn't shock you. Shocked me, but didn't shock you. So, God, help me just to follow your lead. Help me just to stay in your hands. Help me just to stay in your arms. And let, me take, let you take me through this. So, you know, my prayer is that we just, we just get better at that. That where we're relying on ourselves, we would say, no, I don't have to fix all that. I can rely on my Father. Where we're all anxious and consumed with worry, just fretting around trying to fix and just we're all consumed with worry. We say, I don't have to be anxious about that. I don't have to be anxious about anything. But in everything, I can just give that to God. In fact, I can thank Him for it and just give it to Him. Trust Him with it. That's why I said peace begins with surrender. Peace begins with a heart that's surrendered to the will of God. And just as Christ prayed in the garden, God, not my will, but thy will be done. That's a prayer of our hearts just daily. God, not my will, but thy will be done. And we 
can say, I don't understand it, I don't get it, I don't, you know, but God, I, I trust you. You're my God. Help me just to rest in it. So my question, I guess, to me and to you this morning is, you know, what are you kind of wrestling with this morning? What has you anxious today? What's kind of consuming your heart? Maybe a work deal, relationship deal, whatever. You know, what, what is that with you? And would you just take a few quiet moments this morning to say, okay, God, I, I trust you with that. I ask you to step in and make a difference there, and I, I lay down that as a prayer to you, a petition to you, a request I make to you. I thank you, God, that you're on top of this. This is not a surprise. God, just would you settle my heart so I'm not so anxious about it? Would you give me a peace that doesn't make logical sense, that transcends all human understanding? And help me, God, just in the dailiness of life to walk in that. And uh, my hope for you is that you would just, uh, in these next moments, whisper that prayer to God. Well, that peace from God for those kinds of things, that kind of peace is available to those of you who've put your life in to the hands of God, who've said, God, it's not my life anymore. I die to me. I want to be alive in you. Just like the people we baptized, you say, God, I, I, I believe that you died on that cross to pay for all of my sin. You died on the cross to pay for all of my regrets and all of my mistakes. I put my faith in the fact that you did that for me. So now, God, I just accept that forgiveness that's available to me. I accept that new life that is mine. I ask you to come in. God, you fill me with your peace. You fill me with your spirit. You lead my life. And some of you, maybe that's the first prayer you pray this morning. So you have that heart-to-heart relationship with God. That your heart is open to let him bring that kind of peace to you. That doesn't make any sense. So we just want to give you a few moments just to um, reflect and pray and pray. Um, you have a card that looks like this inside your worship folder that was given to you. On the back of that card is blank. And uh, I just want to encourage you to take a few minutes and just say a prayer to God. Maybe write down a prayer to the Lord just from your heart to His. And if there are specifics that you're anxious about, specific requests, petitions, write those down. Just say, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to give this to you. I'm tired of worrying about it. I'm just going to pray about it. Would you just use these moments to pray for God to give you that kind of a peace in your heart? And if you're far from God today, then just make that a prayer of confession and repentance and surrender to your Father. So take a couple minutes to do that, and then I'll pray for us.